We are continuing in our series about holy health habits. And today we break down the spiritual habit or the spiritual discipline of worship and what some of the skills are that we need for this discipline of worship and how those skills really help us put in place our view of our body and our health and our fitness, but specifically how we are eating and our nutrition and what that looks like. Let's go ahead and dive right in. At the very end of this episode, I give you very practical tips and habits that you want to be practicing for your health alongside this spiritual discipline of worship. And there will also be action items along with that. So you can see those in the show notes below as well. But let's get into it. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. Today, we are talking about the spiritual discipline of worship. We have been in this series of holy health habits, what they are, why we need them, and how our spiritual disciplines, the skills that we use for our spiritual disciplines and the habits we have for those can easily transfer into other areas of our life, but specifically in our health and our fitness journey. And today, we are talking about that spiritual discipline of worship and how that relates to the skill of regulating our eating behaviors. So bear with me as we dig into this. We are going to talk a little bit more about worship today and that spiritual discipline than we have talked about spiritual disciplines in the other episodes, but that's because I really feel like it is needed in order for us to see the full picture of how this spiritual discipline in many ways relates to our body and our healthy eating and the habits that we have when it comes to our fitness and our nutrition. And so just to start out, the spiritual discipline of worship is the means of pausing and reflecting on who God is and what he has done and will do. But not just the God we think he is, We worship as Christ's followers, as Christians, we worship who the Bible says that God is incomplete. That means his righteousness, his judgment, his mercy, his wrath, but also his grace and his truth. 
all of the attributes in the Bible that are revealed are what we are worshiping. We can't pick and choose what we worship. If we worship part of him, we need to worship all of him. And so I wanted to start out with that because we can't cherry pick what the Bible says. And there are some attributes like his righteousness and his judgment and his wrath that can feel really scary. But we have to be able to worship all of him. And that's where the spiritual discipline of worship comes in, is learning how to submit and see why those attributes are his and praise him for the the various ways he displays that attribute, those attributes. And we see that by reading scripture, which was one of our very first, the very first spiritual discipline we talked about and health habit, having that skill of taking the time and prioritizing time to read the Bible and then also be in prayer through that. And so I'm going to read from John 4, 23 through 24, which says, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him, him must worship in spirit and in truth. Like I said, to worship God means to worship him in total. That means seven days a week, not just one on Sundays when we go to church. True worship is when we worship in spirit and in truth. Worship is a focus of the mind and the heart. If we aren't thinking of the Lord when we are worshiping in a, in a general sense of like corporate worship, singing songs, praise, praising to him, or we're thinking of ourselves, then we aren't truly worshiping the Lord. We have to fight that feeling of thinking about other things as we're worshiping him and truly begin focusing on who he is and his attributes and praising him for that. Kelly Mentor says this in her Bible study, Encountering God, that worship reminds us of who God is and who we are in relationship to him or in relation to him. And it's humbling. This is me saying this now. It reminds us of who is truly in control of our lives, but it also frees us to give everything over to him. Worship can come in many different forms, like serving him, celebrating him, remembering, you know, like the pillars and rocks of remembrance in the Old Testament, remembering him in certain ways. And you know where I'm probably going with this, but moving and fueling our bodies well can also be an act of worship. And we have talked about this on the podcast before. I will link that episode below in the show notes on how our fitness can be an act of worship. But our bodies constantly remind us that we are not God, that we are limited, that we need food, that we need movement, that we need strength training for optimal bone health and menopause symptoms. Just as we are humbled in worship, we are humbled by our limitations in our bodies. And that is a cause for worship to the Lord because we can't do it all and we aren't meant to. But we can, within our limitations, we can build certain skills and habits that can help our limited selves and also stay in this humbleness and this humility when it comes to our body. So a skill, just one, one skill that we see 
as we practice the spiritual discipline of worship, is this a skill called self-regulation? And bear with me as, as I'm talking about this. But it's acknowledging that there is something greater than us and that we need to set aside time to pause and listen and reflect. Self-regulation in and of itself, the definition of that is, is a skill that allows people to manage their thoughts and then their actions. When we are bringing the good, the bad, the ugly to the Lord in worship, we are saying, here's all of it. I am denying myself and I am listening to you and praising you, God. It's giving him time to use the Holy Spirit to guide our thoughts onto him and then allow us to choose actions that best suit whatever he has called us to do. So the very act of worship is focusing our minds off of self onto the Lord and giving him our thoughts, giving him what's in our hearts, and then allowing him to work in that time of worship, whatever that worship looks like, whether it's service or you know, you're singing, you're praising music, or you are moving your body, getting our thoughts off of self, getting them on him, and allowing the Holy Spirit to move and to work and to be the deciding factor on the actions we are going to take from that point on in whatever he's called us to or he wants us to make decisions on or we're trying to make decisions on or just even acting in love for others, whatever that looks like. He is transforming our thoughts because we're taking them off of ourselves. And by transforming our thoughts, he is also transforming our actions. And that is the exact skill we need when it comes to our food and our eating behaviors. We need the ability to lay down things, notice, and name thoughts and actions that we are either doing purposefully, compulsively, or even without thought that we don't even realize we're doing out of habit, out of probably a bad habit. And that might be emotional eating. That could be a form of disordered eating. It could be using, and I have seen this before, using freedom in your health and your fitness, seeing that there's freedom there as a means of rebellion to control circumstances or using food as a means of rebellion to control circumstances or using exercise as a means to control circumstances or how you process stress or your sleep or anything else. We have to be able to notice it, name it, and lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Regulating our eating behaviors means being able to pause and reflect on why we are doing certain things we are doing in our eating and in our fitness journeys. And I want to read the scripture. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. When we exercise and eat healthy, we are giving our bodies the chance to be that sacrifice in a variety of ways, whether that's through a mission trip or carrying in our neighbor's groceries or being a light in an, in an athletic race. In the easy times or the hard times, our health and our wellness can be used to glorify God 
and worship him with our bodies. Just like worshiping the Lord is, is a continual discipline we need to practice, regulating our eating is something that we have to also continue to practice. In fact, when we begin getting inside our own heads, our mindset or our thoughts are turning negative, chances are we've been neglecting worship with a humble heart. And we often do this with our health and our fitness too. When we get frustrated with our health and our fitness, it's usually because we are neglecting some of the basic skills we need in order to lead our health a healthy life lifelong. And this skill of regulating eating is huge for that longevity. When we don't do that, our bodies become increasingly unhealthy because we have erratic eating schedules and our body doesn't know when it's going to get its next meal. Now, I do want to say, thinking about this verse, it says, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. That doesn't mean self-deprivation. I'm going to go into this a little bit right now. But I understand there are going to be times when things are crazy and up in the air. But there are, like this, some practical habits we can put into place to really help us through those crazy times and make sure we are fueling our bodies well so we can continue to feel healthy in, a bo- in our bodies and be able to worship him in that in the variety of ways that he's called us to whatever that individually is for you sacrificing your body by self deprivation or on the altar of quote unquote service or worship isn't biblical that's not what this verse is saying if we are thinking that neglecting our bodies is a way of serving our families or our kids or our work or those around us That's not healthy. That's not what this scripture is saying. It's saying that the Lord is using us, that he has a plan for us, that he knows what's next for us. And as the Holy Spirit living inside of us, as the temple, that is what this sacrifice means. We are guided by the Holy Spirit to do his will for his glory and his pleasure. Talk about how our bodies are not our own. No, they aren't. They were bought with a price, but that's exactly why they are a gift and need to be treated as such, not neglecting or depriving our bodies because we think that's what we need to do in order to have a better relationship with the Lord or whatever the reasoning is. Most women don't necessarily think that way. Most of us, and probably most of you listening, if you're neglecting your body, it isn't on purpose. But I did want to clarify that to begin with. If it is on purpose, that's not biblical and that's not what the scripture is saying. But most of us aren't doing it on purpose. And I I acknowledge that and I want to know that I see that. And depending on where you are in life, it can be really hard to even just remember to eat some days. Or if you have kids, to finish your breakfast because you have to get them out the door to school. And most women honestly just forget to eat because they get so caught up in whatever they're doing. And more often than not, I work with clients who are undereaters, not overeaters. And undereating can be just as dangerous. And that's that accidental neglecting of your body. You know you need to eat, but you just forget or it gets shoved aside because it's not a priority. It's not being made a priority like we've talked about before. And if we aren't consciously working to to fuel our bodies well, we are what we're really doing is laying the foundation for paying the price later on. What we're doing now with our bodies will either pay off 
or we will pay a price for later. And while you may be in a super busy season and you're like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. There'll be a time, there'll be a season where I can do more and I can correct this. And this is just a season not eating and allowing it to not be a priority then becomes a habit. And that is a tough habit to break. And so just think that when we're not taking care of our bodies, that is now becoming our normal when we're not prioritizing it, when we're putting it on the back burner, when we are shoving it aside or we're pressing pause because we feel like that's the admirable or the honorable thing to do. When we are doing these things and making these choices, that is now becoming a habit ingrained in our brains. And that is the pathway we are going to continue to live until we feel like the circumstances line up. And I talk about this on another podcast. You can go check that out in the link below in the show notes. But if you aren't taking care of your body, there isn't going to be much of it left later for you to do everything you want to do with it. The lack of attention and care for your body now, not that you're idolizing it, you're keeping it in its proper place, remember, and that, and that we are limited in that humble place, but it will come back to haunt you later. And that's why so many women in their late 40s, 50s, 60s are desperate to lose weight and try to change their health because all their habits from their 20s and 30s have come back knocking. And it's really, really hard to move from these habits we've had for decades into new healthy habits. And that's the exact reason that at any point, no matter what age and stage of life you're in, if you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, you can still do this. Having this skill of regulation is so vital. And if we already have it for worship, we can easily use it for our health and our fitness journey as well. So here's where we're going to get specific. Now that I've given you the warnings of not taking care of our body and the, the truth of what scripture says and knowing what worship is and being humble to that and being humble with our bodies and knowing that they are limited, we aren't meant to do it all. So how do we bridge this gap and have this skill of regulation self-regulation with our bodies and our eating particularly. And that means fueling your body well and routinely eating every day of the week. Not just when we aren't busy, but eating at normal intervals and helping our body understand that we aren't going to starve it. And that in fact, we are going to nourish it well regularly. This is taking the time to appreciate your body. Like I said, fueling it well. And while I, it is true, it truly is sacrificial to, to give yourself for your family, your friends, your churches, all of those things. But when there's nothing left for you to give, that's when it's detrimental. And so when we care for our bodies, we are worshiping the Lord. When we keep it in its proper place, remind you, we are worshiping the Lord because we are doing what he's commanded us to do. And we see where our bodies fit in the grand scheme of everything. And that includes our eating behaviors, and how we fuel our body. So there are two habits I want you to think through, and I want you to focus on one of the actions from two of these habits. The first habit is listening to your body. If you remember earlier, I was talking about how we have to notice what's going on and be able to name it and then be able to lay it down at the feet of Jesus and do something about it. Our thoughts, we have to be able to to notice it, thoughts, and then our actions, name it and do something about it. So listening to your body is a, is a habit, learning to listen to your body. And here are some ways that you can do that. The first action 
is practice listening to your hunger cues. And that just means like as you're going throughout the day, have, you know, you can write it down if you want to. Like when are you getting most hungry? Are you getting hungry? Are you not getting hungry? If you're not getting hungry, is it because you've been intermittent fasting? Or is it because you have been neglecting eating at regular times throughout the day? Asking yourself these questions. When are you most hungry? And if you're most hungry in the evenings, do you think maybe it could be because you aren't eating breakfast or because you're skipping lunch? You know, really giving yourself the time to think through and practice when am I actually feeling hungry and being able to notice and name and then also on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, being able to practice fullness cues. Now, like I said earlier, I work mostly with women who are under eaters and they've been under eaters for years. And so practicing hunger cues can be really hard and practicing fullness cues can be really hard for them because they their bodies and their minds are used to eating less and less. And that's not healthy for you either. And so practicing fullness cues, they may get full really quickly. And so we have to practice some certain eating strategies when I work with my clients to really help them build this understanding and awareness of their bodies and really build back this listening to their bodies and building back these hunger and these fullness cues and this this feedback their body can give them. And so practicing fullness cues may be hard because you may be a couple bites in and you may be like, wow, I'm full, you know, because you're so used to not eating very much. And so, but name it, see that that may be an issue and write it down or just consciously be aware of it and notice from full to overly full or satisfied to full. We talked about that last week, what it means to eat till satisfied. And so notice that and name that. Another thing you can do to to help you listen to your body is amplify its feedback. And you can do this by drinking a cold glass of water and notice the sensation as it goes down. Sometimes we lose a mind-body connection to what it feels like to know that hunger and fullness like I was just talking about or know how food feels as we eat. And so by practicing amplifying this feedback like this, by drinking a cold glass of water and really focusing on what it feels like, as you drink that water, as it goes down, that can begin to be a way to practice, and this is an action, feeling those hunger and those fullness cues and knowing how it feels when it goes down. And so those are three actions you can practice in order to help you build this habit of listening to your body. The second habit I want you to work on, like I say in every episode, don't work on all of these at once, just choose one. This is another one that you could choose, and that is normalize and and make it a routine to eat regularly. (laughs) Like worship, we need a routine of worshiping regularly. We need a routine of eating regularly. And this could be as simple as here, here are the practices. This could be as simple as having scheduled eating times. If you don't have scheduled eating times right now because you're on the go, you're working, you're always, you know, running around busy, create a scheduled eating time. That could be breakfast, lunch, dinner. That could be snacks scheduled in there. Of course, you have to make it work for you and your lifestyle, but having scheduled eating times and then beginning to put that into practice by actually trying to eat something at each of those scheduled eating times doesn't mean you have to eat full meals. If you're not used to eating breakfast every morning, that doesn't mean you have to eat this huge continental breakfast every single morning. It just means 
practice slowly having these times of eating to allow your body to know you aren't going to starve it anymore, to know that it's going to get food at regular intervals and to feel confident, your body can feel confident in that and let go of some stresses because of an erratic eating schedule. That does place stress on your body and your organs and your cells and your tissues because they don't know when fuel is coming next. And so by just practicing some scheduled eating times, you can really start understanding and and that listening to your body, having this will help you listen to your body as well, like we talked about in the previous habit. So that's the first thing you can practice and action you can do. The second thing is to plan your meals or and stock up on convenient items. And this one kind of goes with the third action as well. But planning your meals can be super helpful in at least getting that off your brain so you don't have to think about that in the day-to-day. Like, you don't have to meal prep. I'm not saying meal prep for the whole week or anything. But even on Sunday evenings or Friday evenings, whenever you can schedule in the time, one day a week, scheduling out what meals you're going to have for that week and what those breakfast items are, what those lunch items are, what those dinner items are, and stocking up on those convenient items like yogurt for breakfast or a protein bar. You know, easy things that you can have on hand to help you have regular scheduled eating times. That's the second one, planning meals, another action you can do and stocking up on those convenient items. The third thing is something that we call from my precision nutrition certificate. It is called Berardi's Law, and it's not necessarily a a real law, but he is one of the founders of Precision Nutrition and several other nutrition organizations. And his what he says is, if you can see it, you will eventually eat it. And so what this means is if you have things out on the counter on the regular snacks for your kids or you know, a bowl full of some kind of food right there. If it's out or if you have a candy jar out, if you can see it at some point, you will eventually eat it. Most people, you know, have you ever seen those videos of kids where they like put a marshmallow or a piece of candy in front of them and they're like, hey, I'll be back in five minutes. Don't eat this, you know, until I get back. Some kids totally rock that. Some kids have zero self-control and need to eat it like right away. Well, it's because it's right in front of them. You know, if you can see it, you're going to want to eat it. So all that to say, this action is if you don't want to eat it regularly, then put it in your pantry or don't buy it. If you're like, I can't stop eating candy, but you have this huge bowl of candy in the middle of your kitchen or the middle of your living room or in your office, well, maybe it's time to put that either in a drawer or to get rid of it completely because out of sight can help it be out of mind. And so if it's contrary to your goals, eating whatever it is, then maybe it's time to remove it from your circumstances so that you don't see it and it's not there anymore. And so those are the two habits with this skill that I want you to be practicing and getting used to. And this sets us up for everything else. These first three skills really do set us up for everything else in our health and our fitness journey. And they all build on each other, as I've mentioned throughout. But these are the skills everyone needs to have in order to have a healthy and fit lifestyle lifelong. And it is so neat to see 
how when we have these disciplines spiritually, these skills that we are building in these spiritual disciplines and these habits truly can transfer into every every other area of our life, including our health and fitness, when we see it. When we see that we already have these skills, it makes it so much easier to be like, oh, yeah, I do totally have this skill of worshiping and giving over my thoughts and my actions to the Lord and, you know, doing this in a humble way. Like, yeah, I have this. Wow, I really can use that in other areas of my life. It's so much more encouraging to see that you already have these skills, most likely, if you're practicing these spiritual disciplines. Now, if you're not practicing these spiritual disciplines, we need to be practicing these spiritual disciplines first. And you can, you know, begin practicing these health habits as well alongside that. But we want to prioritize these spiritual disciplines because we do want to, you know, scripture calls us to these and we want to have this healthy spiritual relationship with the Lord first, and then we can relate that into the other areas of our life, including our physical health. But the discipline of worship, like I said in the beginning of this episode, is being able to pause and see the Lord and worship him in everything we do. The skill of regulating our eating is the ability to pause, see that God gave us our bodies as a gift, and use that to listen to our bodies and normalize healthy eating for our bodies, even when we don't feel like it. I'm going to end on this quote from my friend, Brittany Bauer. She did an interview with me, and this quote is, is a summary of the, what she said in that interview. But she said, sometimes the best thing we can do is honor the Lord by fueling our body, even in the middle of grief or pain. And I, I would say, adding this onto it, in the busyness of life too, your body isn't meant to be a martyr or something that you beat into submission or ignore because you don't, you're not going to have it in heaven one day. It truly is a gift meant to be cared for and put in its proper place. That remember, it's humbling to know that we are limited, having that humility with our body and reminding us why the Lord gave us bodies to carry out his work. And if we have the ability to develop the skill in our worship, then it'll carry our bodies well as we are building our healthy lifestyles from the inside out for life, not just this temporary solution. And that's why I love these spiritual disciplines and why I think they are so valuable to not only our spiritual lives, but to every other area of our life, because they really can pour over into every single area of our life. And so with that, Fit Fam, I am going to chat with y'all next time. I hope you are enjoying this Holy Health Habit series. I would love if you have any feedback, head over to my Instagram at SDFitWell. Send me a message. Let me know. Or please leave a review. Reviews, either a five-star review or a comment review, are huge in helping me know that I'm giving you something you want and that you desire and that is filling you up in a spiritual way and in a physical way and giving you the tools to empower you and equip you in your health and your fitness journey. So I would love any feedback you have. And if you want to drop a review, I would love a review as well. But you can head over to me at SDFitWell and send me any comments you have or any suggestions. And I am an open book. Again, like I say this all the time, I'm the most personal personal trainer out there. I would love to chat with you. Until next time, FitFam. 
Hey, FitFam, it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable, and I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.